On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's off-track betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, yo, this is Heath with Malcontent. You're listening to The Loud Spot with your boy Sebastian. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loud Spot. I'm your host, Sebastian Cosby, right out of Oklahoma City. Totally, totally random podcast. Chris Lundine, what is up, dude? What's up, Sebastian? <laughs> dude, so you sent me a message on Facebook, and I was sitting there watching TV, and and I was like, dude, I get like 500 emails I haven't checked yet. And you put your email in the message. And I was like, fuck it. Let me go check it out right now. Let me go check it out right now and listen to it. And your band is called Betrayal by Blood, a heavy metal band out of Las Vegas, right? That's right. And I was like, you know, it might be kind of fun just to do a random out of nowhere podcast and showcase these guys because you messaged me something that I felt was very important. You said you have an album dropping tomorrow, or like an EP dropping tomorrow, like a two a two song EP, something like that. Yeah, and tomorrow, as in your time, it's already today in like fourteen hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's, it's something like that. It's one fourteen in the morning here, so we're, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna edit this tomorrow and then put it on tomorrow night. It's still the same day your album drops, and I listened to it, and the first thing I asked you was who produced that. And you said you did, which also made me feel really good about putting you on the podcast because, you know, I'm a big fan of artists doing their own things. Not everyone's managed. Not everyone has producers and managers and record labels helping them out. And then you told me that you had taken some Pro Tools uh, classes or did something with Pro Tools, right? Yeah, so... Now, this, is, this is a bit of a throwback. I went to college from like 2006 to nine, and it actually was a total regular like BS four year degree. Uh-huh. But I happened to go to a four year college that had like a new media program. So I took 
music production classes. I took uh, Pro Tools recording and editing. And, uh, really nowhere near like an IPR degree or anything like that. Okay. But just over the years, I've applied it. So. And, you know, for me, I hear a lot of bands that are well-produced and well-managed. And I, and I was like, it's okay. But you know what I love about it, man? I love the genuineness of it. And I started this podcast to not do bands that are just like just the most badass bands in the world. I started this podcast to promote local bands was my original idea and like local wherever they're, wherever they're from. And I want to stay true to that concept and having you on the podcast tonight is an honor for me to play your music. And I'm happy that we're able to showcase you guys right before your album drops. Like that's yeah. just, that's cool, man. You already know I I appreciate it back. Like I, we very very briefly talked, but I was like, it's super cool what you're doing. You know, just like myself, we're both working full time jobs, but we're doing something we're passionate about. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about your band. Like when did you guys start, and what are you guys all about? So long story short, um, the original two members it, it never got off the ground. They were going to start it up last year. We, uh, the three of us that are in the band all worked security together and just okay. kind of happened to meet that way. But uh, they had a different singer between COVID and like kind of a hospital thing that happened over the winter. The members were bringing in bail and no bad blood or anything. They had another band they were focused on. And right. that, that's all cool. So then... <laughs> Basically, partially out of boredom and partially out of, like, the love for music, I previously was always a guitar player, and I've always been, like, my own band's manager to a degree. Um, I was in two bands before that were regional in the Midwest. Cool. And uh, jokingly, I was like, I'll try out for vocals. <laughs> because I always, I always knew I probably could do it. Right, but yeah. We did it, and we couldn't believe how well it worked. Wow. Dude, I... You know, there's there's something about that. I I tried out for vo- and I cannot sing at all. By the way, I tried out for vocals for a band, and all I did was scream. <laughs> and I don't even think they liked me like that much as a screamer. But I was really good on the stage because I have a lot of energy, and I was like running back and forth. And the band was a good band, but they would just stand there and play hard rock music, which was cool and all. But like, come on, guys, like get into the show. The funny thing about that is how common that is. Like, a lot of the really, really good, successful bands out there, if you really look at it, it's it's always like the singer or one guy who's got the energy and propels it because there's a million bands out there that have a way better stage chemistry and everything, but they just don't have the sound. And I hate to say this, I hate to say it, but every, every band needs like a LeBron James. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, one dude who, can, even though I'm not a huge fan, whether people like that or not, it's there. there there's, there's a lot of bands have the one dude that just takes them to that next level because of their energy and their presence and their willingness to continue to work hard. Yeah, it's an energy thing because I mean, don't get me wrong. Like every band needs nothing but members that are good. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but you need so, you need the superstar. But, uh, Sorry, to continue on about the, you know, how we form thing. So the drummer, Caleb, is the one who wanted to start the band. Um, 
moved out here from uh, California and had just been jamming with a bunch of dudes doing cover songs and stuff. And he's like, man, I've, I've done that my whole life. I want to, like, do something original, finally. Um, and then our guitarist moved out from New York and was in a death metal band. So we're, we're kind of like a beautiful fusion of three styles of metal. Okay. That just happened to meet just right. I, I like the name Betrayal by Blood. That you know that's that's a that's a good name, and it's hard to come up with band names. Like I've been in probably thirty bands. You know, it's always like, what do you want the band? And it's hard to come up with something original that's gonna stick. That is a good name. Um, how long did you say you guys been a band for? So I joined in July, and oh, so just kind of hit the ground running. Okay, so very recent. So are you the one that kind of promotes the band, like you promote the band mostly? Are you the one going out there and like reaching out or is everyone else kind of doing that? Um, it's myself and Caleb. Before I was involved, like he was the one doing all the recruiting to try and find a vocalist or we're still looking for a bass player, but like we were able to track the album fairly heavy or the EP fairly heavy enough as is. So we just rolled with it. Do you guys have a bass player? Do you guys have a bass? Is someone playing the bass on these songs? No. <laughs> no. I, I don't, I don't want to give away my secrets on that because that was a produ- production trick that I used. Oh, so, so there is actually a bass in there then. Yeah, and that okay. was me. But, uh, yeah, and, and it's not what you think, but I, it was all about production. Hey, any of my player or any of the music that I play and listeners that are in, in like really big bands that are managed and you like what they're doing and maybe you want to help them out, you guys got to hit up Chris Lundeen. He's going to be on, I got to add him on Facebook. You're not on my Facebook page because you messaged me on my, my podcast page. So I got to, which you never replied to and it was just dumb luck. I replied, I replied to it. I replied to it tonight. I replied to it tonight. <laughs> Tonight, and I was like, yeah, no. I was like, what's your, uh, was, what's your number? I was joking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Joking about that. yeah. And I was like, what's your number? And then you get to that. I immediately, I called you. And like I said, I want to stay genuine to my, myself and, and no matter how, you know, whatever we want up doing with this podcast, I always want to be able to play bands that are trying to get their name out there, especially if your album's about to drop. Make sure you reach out to me and don't just be like, hey, here's my, you know, my Spotify or my YouTube video. Like, I need an MP3. I need it. And if your album's about to drop, now if I get like 10 bands saying their album's going to drop, I might not get a hold of you that night. Or I might have 10 bands on the Zoom call. I don't know. Well, <laughs> we only have 45 minutes, though, so I don't know if we could play all 10 bands if that were to ever yeah, happen. Yeah, you got to create and innovate and roll with it. Yeah, hey, we're rolling with it right now, dude. Thank you very much. Okay, the first song you want to play was it Hindsight or Throne? I was going to lead with Throne if that's cool because that's the title track. Hey, this is your show, brother. We're going we're gonna to do what you want to do. Let's do Throne. Appreciate it, Bob. Yep, this is Betrayal by Blood with Chris Lundeen, and this song is called Throne. Let's rock it right now. Play. I'm coming for the throne! 
If you guys got in a studio, like a major studio, that song right there would be fucking killer, dude. Like, literally, <coughs> live, live, I guarantee you, I want to let all my listeners know right now. I guarantee you guys live sound really, really good. Because I can take something I hear... And I'm not trying, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like, you know, saying, oh, well, it should sound better. I, what I'm saying is I, it, it sounds good. It just, in in a studio with the management team and all that, that song right there is a hit, dude. That's what I think. Well, I appreciate it. I, uh, so this, I, I was debating how much I'm going to let out about this, but uh, the production I did, it's on a 14-year-old all-in-one iMac. So, Yeah. Yeah, let's keep it real, dude. Let's let's keep it real because it's it's. I think it's important for not only my show to stay authentic, um, and 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 just not be like, oh, your band's so good. You know, you really want to yeah. give good 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 criticism, um, t- especially to bands like yours that are that are trying to do some good things, and you guys are in the metal scene. So, how many shows did you guys? So, okay, you started in July, so you haven't probably played any shows. 
Nope, we haven't played any shows. We did a we did one live take of that song when I was three or four weeks in the band, and my vocals are still really, really raw. But like, I felt good enough about it, and we were tight enough on the song that we said screw it and we put it online, and uh, it's doing really well. It's got like five thousand plays so far. Hey, put your balls out there, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Look. My, uh, I started this podcast only two months ago and I suck at podcasting and, <laughs> and, and, and you're wrong. You're, you're actually pretty damn good at it. Oh, so. Thanks. I, I just like to talk. That's my problem. I have a talking problem. I have the gift of gab and, uh, but you know, my, my, my sound quality is not always right where I want it to be. And that's okay. I, I'm, I'm learning every day, something new. And different programs to use. And I'm learning how to master things. Uh, which I wasn't uh, good at before. Have you listened to the podcast? Ever? Yeah. So, shoot. I'd have to, like, go to your YouTube quick to remember which video it was. Oh. Was a specific video that got me. Jesus and, Christ. Uh, I quit doing those videos because I, I need to get them better mastered. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. But what it was is... One of the many, like, metal communities on Facebook, I spotted your podcast. I noticed you had really good, like, branding for the way you were starting out, and I caught that one podcast, and I was like, man, this looks like this guy, you know, however big it is, it could take off for for one positive thing. It's authentic for another positive thing. For sure. And just, he's fun to podcast with. This would be cool. Yeah. So. I definitely like to have fun. You know, I, I get a lot of, sometimes I get some serious, um, some really serious guys in bands that aren't really, you know, they're, they're, they're not, you're like, you can't really joke around too much, but I always try yeah, to, they're, they're, yeah, they're trying to like make everything too official. Yeah. And me, I don't do that. I, like in, in, I'm in business, even in my business that I do, um, uh, you know, I work with a bunch of serious attorneys and I joke around all the time. I'm like the jokester. We had a, we actually had a, a Zoom call with the attorneys and me when I, we were all working from home. And the guy that owns a law firm was like, he was, and he loves me, you know. He's like, yeah, there's always that one guy, <laughs> and I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm that one. I'm, I'm, that, I'm that guy all day, every day at work, and I'm like working a fairly serious access control job so <laughs> yeah you, you gotta have fun you know hey you live as far as we know you live one life and if it's not fun and you're just always you know giving a frowny face like it's like oh it's what, what do people say oh at work they was like oh it's monday i'm like just be happy you have a fucking job right now you piece of shit yeah no joke god damn I, I don't like naysayers, and when I called you on the phone and you answered, your personality seemed like it immediately kind of vibed with mine, and I was like, fuck it, we're doing a podcast right now. That wasn't my yeah. that wasn't my intention when I called you, by the way. That's hilarious. Yeah. My hmm. intention was to say, hey, I'll play you guys. Thanks for sending me the song. And then when you answered all lively, you're like, and I was like, let's do a podcast. You're like, okay. I was like, do it. Let's go. Let's go. There we go. Right. That's rock and roll right there. What's more rock and roll than that? Nothing. 
That is so true. What's your okay? So what are I know the band, and you've only been with them since July, so you can only speak for yourself and not the whole band, I guess. What would what would you say your influences are as far as music goes? All right, so I'm just gonna hit the main points. You know, early on when I got into actually writing music, it would have been heavily like. Oh, man. I, I would say, as a kid, Metallica. And then from there, you know, you grow and you, you get older and you get into the wilder stuff. And, like, I got into Killswitch Engage, yeah. Trivium, Shadows Fall, Lamb of God, like, that whole power metalcore scene in the early, mid-2000s. And then my second band, because our first band was very much like that, Second band was, like, once again, the hit of what was happening when I was just out of college, and that was the stuff that's, like, Whitechapel, Despised Icon, Ion Dissonance. So I kind of come from that metalcore and then extreme heaviness myself. That's cool, dude. So my, so, like, my favorite band, I said it on a couple few other podcasts, is, like, Rancid. Like, I love Rancid. You know, punk. But... I also love Lamb of God and bands like Slipknot. And, you know, if someone asked, you know, I think about this sometimes. If someone asked me what my influences were, I don't even know that I would have one. Because I, mu- I do music also, you know, but I also go, I, like, how, how old are you? 32. Okay, so I'm 38. And I even go back to, like, early 90s R&B. Because that was kind of my thing before I got into rock music when I was in ninth grade because of my friend Evan. He showed me Sublime. And I was like, dude, this is awesome. And then I completely changed. I was like, I'm a rocker now, not a rapper. And I like, because it was that thing back in the day, are you a rocker or a rapper, you know? And I'm from California, so I went from like, you know, listening to Bone Thugs and Harmony and, uh, God, the guy that sings Return of the Mac, uh, Mark Morrison, I think his name is. Oh, yeah. To listening to Sublime and Metallica and then Green Day. And then I was a huge Offspring fan for a while. You you were up on Ellie on all of this. Yeah, and then it was a little bit later I started listening to Deftones. I didn't like Deftones at first, but as I got older, I became a huge Deftones fan. I know. They're not going to hear this podcast anyways, probably. But but no, but but I became a huge a huge Deftones fan afterwards. Yeah, it's funny. Like the only one that I remember liking way long ago, I think was Change. Just because something about that one just catches you. Oh, from but, the Deftones, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but uh, after I, you know, spent a little time writing music. And it was actually, it wasn't until I saw him. I saw him on, I think it was Sounds of the Underground in like 2005. And it was like Deftones, As I Lay Dying, Behemoth. Uh, I believe it was like the Power Tour where they had everybody, like Atreyu. Uh, Atreyu is crazy. Atreyu is dope, man. Atreyu yeah. is dope. You know, one of my favorite bands is a band called Sleep for the Week. And they're one of my favorite bands, like, right now. Like, I, I love that band. Um, I'm friends with 
Steven Seawart, who is one of they have two vocalists. Um, and that band is just the guys are so awesome. They're going big places, and I love their music. I made my background picture on my Facebook page, their band. And so I think people might think I'm in that band, but I'm not, I'm not in the band. I just want I to actually pro- think you might be in that band at first because it's <laughs> just like the general promotions. Oh, did you find, did you find me on Facebook? Uh, yeah, before this is just off memory. Oh, okay. Yeah. To, yeah. We'll, we'll figure out adding each other and all that. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. But <laughs> I think people think I'm in that band, but I'm not my best friend. I grew up with who, uh, who showed me the bands that I started liking in ninth grade painted that picture for them and so hey if your band wants a picture he does band he does band band drawings he actually did my podcast post and i want to let you know something um branding your band is so important now than it has ever been before ever yeah so i I don't i don't know what your album cover looks like yet uh or any of that it's going to be over this stream, but I can give you a good little, uh, you know, preview of a, a, a vinyl we had done. Show it to me. I got you right here. Well, you got a vinyl? Did you have a vinyl? Well, so it's not a vinyl like vinyl, vinyl audio. It's a canvas vinyl art. Nice, dude. That looks good. Okay. So it's not a record. So, yeah. So this is, uh, I'll give you a little more full tilt. Like, like you said, do it yourself. I kind of went insane and did everything as a second full-time job real quick. I graphic designed our logo. Good for you. Did a bunch of merch up, so we've got like a big cartel. Um, Actually, like we talked about, you kind of got to innovate. Just because of pricing options, our other merch site is Etsy. Okay. Which I've never heard of. That's, but, yeah, that's my wife good. knows what that is, I think. I mean, I've heard of it, but I don't really know what Etsy is, but I know my wife knows what that is. I exactly. It's uh, basically it allowed me to host a bunch of stuff because I've released all of my band's music under a faux record label, but I'm making a real record label now that we're doing this. Good for you, man. I started a record label called Probably Not Famous Records. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just me and my buddy. And we're probably not famous. And so uh, <laughs> that's why we do it. But you know, I'm happy that you are doing that. You've been in the band since July and you are working hard and putting yourself out there to get the name out for the music. And that is so many bands are lazy and they don't do that. And they're some of them are like super good, like fantastic. But if you're lazy, oh. you're not going to make it. That's all there is to it. It's sad. I know I can think of so many bands back in the day that if the effort would have been put in, they were better than like 99% of the bands on tour. I, I've heard them, and I, I've heard them on my podcast even. I'm like, man, you guys are good. And I can tell also a lot of bands I'll get with, and I'll say, let's do an interview, you know, get on the podcast showcase. Yeah, man, that sounds good. And then they don't ever get back with me. And but but that but that but then you go go to their band page and then they're not doing anything either. Yeah. You know, they're not doing anything and if you want to make it and you want to make it big it doesn't matter that you're doing the music yourself right now and producing it yourself. What matters is that you're branding yourself, you're reaching out to people like me and others 
and getting your name out there and that's what's important and that to me, brother, that's respect. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, that was one of our big conversations, like me joining the band is, you know, I mentioned I was in two bands before, each for about three years. And our guitarist was in one that he took seriously in New York. And like both of us and all three of us really were, were like, the thing is, we're not going to be so serious that it's like everything isn't fun. But at this point, it's like, if we're going to do a band, we might as well try. Yeah, you, you Exactly. Exactly, you might as well try. See, we only needed two songs from you because we've already been on this thing for like almost 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, just, just, like you said, we vibe pretty quick. So, like, chatting about everything is just easy. But, uh, is there a you know second, Is there a second singer on the song Throne that we just played? Is there a second singer on there or is that just you? Doing two different screaming styles. That was just me doing two different, and one of them is a really generic one that our guitarists can replicate. Cool, man. Well, let's play Hindsight, and then we got like, we have about 60 minutes right now. We'll play Hindsight, three minutes, 46 seconds long, and then we'll continue our chat. We'll end the podcast, but after we end the podcast, I don't want you to go anywhere. I want you to stay right there. Uh, But we're going to play Hindsight. And then we'll finish some conversations. So this is Hindsight. Once again, the band is called Betrayal by Blood. If anybody that's in like a really kind of like a a more managed band wants to seek them out, please contact them. Chris Lundin, he'll be my friend on Facebook here in just a little bit. And I mean, I'm excited to see where you guys go, man. You guys are growing. I can tell you have the right attitude um, for what it takes to make it. And so that's awesome, dude. All right, here we go. Right now, hindsight.
song hindsight by betrayal by blood man so i'm so stupid dude i was trying to talk to you so i lowered the music on my speakers and then i realized i couldn't hear you when i lowered the music on my speakers the podcast doesn't pick that up but uh but my ears do so okay so here's my question to you when you scream and when you're recording do you drink do you drink honey? Did you hear me? Uh, sorry, cut out there for a second. But uh, when I record, I do have a little bit of honey before. Oh, you, you really do? Yeah. Yeah, you have to smooth the throat a little bit, right? Yeah, so that's a, that's a trick that I picked up from my vocalist in the band Summon the Tempest. Uh, that was our death floor band, so his, everything he was doing was insane. Like, I, I'm pretty sure he would empty like a quarter bottle of honey every time we recorded just because it was so... He didn't hurt himself, but it's just so tasking. It, it is, and I actually, when I used to scream for a band, um, I actually ruined one of my, like, my voice is not the same as it used to be because of like I can't I can't like a really high pitch like I can't I can't even attempt to do it because it sounds so stupid. If I try to get like monotone, I I can't my my voice doesn't do that that whatever that was in my throat that could do that. After screaming, it just kind of went away, and I really yeah, you, you damaged your vocal cords. Like I, yeah yeah you, I did. You probably didn't do it full out, but you notice it in that one range like you're talking about. My wife literally is like your tone deaf. I'm like, I'm not tone deaf. I just fucked something up a long time ago, and I can't get it back. Uh, it's yeah. like the, it's like the, oh, see, it's, I, if I try to do it, it just, like, sounds scratchy, and that kind of sucks, and I can't even really scream anymore, because when I try it, it doesn't sound, like, when I was 22, 23, 24, dude, I could scream, man. I love screaming. Now it when I scream like in the car, it just sounds like complete doo doo. Like I even know it, but I still do it on my way to work to get me pumped up because I know it's going to be boring. So like, oh, no, yeah. just crank it up, get yourself ready to go because you know you got to get through the whole day to get back where you can do that again. 
Dude, honey and tea are the best things. I think your band, look, you got, you've only been in the band for two months. In two years? In two years. I'm going to follow you through these next couple years, okay? I'm going to let everybody know right now, if your band stays together for two years from today's date, I'm going to play you guys again. I'm actually going to play Throne. And then, so do not lose that MP3. I'll lose it. You don't lose it. You can. Uh, you don't gotta worry about that. I, that's my like. I'm completely anal about all of my files. Like I have everything yeah. back to 2006 when it comes to audio stuff, and that was my first releases. So I want you to keep that song thrown on your MP3 and hindsight, and then in two years, once we talk again, we're gonna give a. We're gonna tell everybody. I told you. I told you so, because I can tell from not only your personality, but your perseverance and what you're trying to accomplish, that as long as the band stays together, you're, even if the band doesn't stay together, I think you yourself are going to accomplish a lot in the metal scene. It may not be with this band, maybe with another band, but if it is with this band, then that would be so awesome also. You know, and not, I don't know the other guys in the band, so I don't know them. I know you, and I can just tell by us talking on the phone that you have a drive and you have a mission. Well, I, uh, I appreciate the compliment, and honestly, I see the band sticking together. Good. Like, for the first time in a long time. I, uh, I, I swore myself off. I thought I was going to be done in 2011, and of course, a couple people talked to you into trying to do bands. So get this. Do you know? Do you follow metal hardcore like fairly well? No, I'm, uh, I, man. God, I, <laughs> no. I. You know what? God, I hate to, to be honest. I really don't like. Some of my favorite bands now are you know uh, like Escape the Fate and uh, Ronnie's and Falling in Reverse. I love Falling in Reverse. Um, I don't follow like metal hardcore. I do because the podcast. I get mostly oh, okay. metal bands, so, so I kind of do now, and I, and I love it, and I love it, but I follow more kind of like the, what was I, post-hardcore kind yeah, of? Yeah, yes. I mean, you're still on, on the cusp a little bit. My, my whole point was, so I did talk myself back into it. The whole reason is my best friend that I started playing guitar with when I was 13 years old has never been in the band, never been on stage. And he's like one of those guys who's crazy good at guitar. Okay. So he and I were jamming with these dudes, and we were just jamming. But they were talking to us, and every time we jammed, they begged to, like, start a band. So I'm two bands in already, and we have four songs. And I know that we can get two more done in, like, a month. So I'm like, all right, here's the thing. You guys talk to me about doing this. I made a call to my promoter buddy, like, if you're in, I'm going to call him back at the end of this practice. We're opening for the Barrier Dead reunion tour when it comes to town. Yeah. And so get this. After that practice, they fall off the face of the earth, and I have to call him back in a week and say, you still got a month for the show, just fill it. I'm so sorry. Yada, yada, yada. So this is the first time in nine years that I felt confident about the dudes I'm, like, working with again. 
Yeah, and and, Ve- and Vegas has. I used to live in Vegas. I was actually in a band in Vegas uh, for a very short time. They wind up. I left Vegas, and they got another drummer. I'm a drum. I was a drummer. They got another drummer who was a lot better than I was, <laughs> and uh, they were called Conflict of Interest, and they played a lot of big shows. Um, and that's but the the Vegas scene has a really good scene. Like the Vegas metal scene is actually a big. I don't think people realize that it's a big thing out there. Yeah, like. Molotov's solution was a pretty big one. Nick uh, filled in for Die Art for like two years. Um, where do you, we're like we're about inside. I lived off Exit Forty Eight, which is like Craig Road. Okay, near well, I'm, near I'm, the airport space to the to the center of town. But so for reference, all of this stuff before I'm talking about that for me would have been Minnesota. That was the Twin Cities. Okay, but uh, but yeah, I'm living like. A mile west of the strip. Oh, so you're you're close to all the prostitutes. <laughs> are there, I'm, I'm right on I'm right on the edge of where it just gets nice. Are there are there are there prostitutes during COVID? Or are they still prostituting around? <laughs> <laughs> I knew a girl that was like, actually, I actually knew well, a prostitute out there. <laughs> when, when the actual like three month shutdown hit, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen because. I could go for a block walk, like, at the time. I just moved, like, half a year ago. I walked around the entire Gold Coast Casino and didn't see a soul. Dude, I'm going to challenge you to write a song right now, and I'm going to name it for you. You're going to write a metal song called When the Bands and Prostitutes Went Broke. <laughs> that, that one might be a bit of a sidebar, you know. It might be a no. It's gonna be your. Bit. It's gonna be your biggest hit. It's gonna be your biggest hit that you've ever wrote. It's gonna get famous. Sony Records is gonna sign you guys. They're like, fuck yeah, we like that song. When the bands and prostitutes went broke, because that, my friend, is a song to jam. <laughs> Right, I'm trying to think of what bands would just roll with that name as like, this is our biggest one we're going to promote. <laughs> uh, you know what band's going to do that? It's called Betrayal by Blood. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the band's going to we'll do see. that. This guy's, this guy's pretty smooth. He might talk me into it. We'll you know, I wrote a song called, uh, I wrote a song. It's a country song, okay? I live in Oklahoma, so it's a country but song. But all your exes live in Texas. But all my exes <laughs> live in California, actually. <laughs> but yeah. What the heck is the name of that song I wrote? Oh my god, it's actually a really funny name. Low Budget Porn Star. Nice. Low Budget Porn Star. And I wrote it as kind of like a hip-hop funny rap song. And my buddy who's a producer is like, dude, this has to be a country song. And so we found a guy to play guitar and sing. And then we recorded it. He's like, don't put that on Facebook. I was like, why? He's like, my wife will not approve of that. <laughs> so, so we had to hide it. But it's like the funniest song, dude, in the world. It's really good. I'll play it. Uh, I'll play it one day. That's awesome. When I was in Summon, uh, the other guitarist and I, very like belligerently drunk, wrote a song called "Titties in My Face." So I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. See, I love stuff like that. I love stuff like that. Look, man, we got like literally a minute and three seconds left. I'm going to play the outro song by Nothing Short of Tragic. Eric Bones, one of my best friends. Grew up with him in California. 
Um, and then I want you to stay right there, and we'll talk a little bit after the podcast. So, hey, I hope everybody liked Material by Blood. Chris Lundin, you're a funny dude, man. And we're going to continue the, continue the conversation after after I hang up here, so stay right there. Appreciate you, man. achieve the American dream. The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.